and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast Podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I've got a really unique album to share with you guys today. This is from a band called Gamelon. This was released in 1991, and I cannot find much information about them at all. Uh, I saw a couple of live clips on YouTube that were really good, but apart from that, um, can't really find a lot about the band. I don't find a website. Um, really, really interesting. So this is a band who was presented to me by a friend of mine named Greg Chavez in Colorado Springs, who uh, we were starting up a band. That one really didn't work out. So we started up another band and we wanted to go and be like a fusion group, you know, and he said, uh, I really want to do this song by this band called Gamelon. Have you ever heard of him? And I said, no. So he lent me the CD, which I still have. So Greg, if you are listening, get in touch with me and I will get you your CD back because I still have the case and everything. Um, but I was I was just very pleasantly surprised by this band. First of all, the recording, the quality of the recording is phenomenal. Sounds very clean, crystal clear. You can hear everything. And uh, I, I really like that, especially if you're trying to learn songs or there's a lot that goes on in a song or, you know, the band is, is a busy band, which, you know, in fusion, that's just part of the part of the game, you know, but uh, I really dug it like right off the bat. And so he wanted to do a cover of a song called The Lost Ghost, which we will get to. Great song uh, on this album. So, you know, what I could tell you up front before we get into anything is that the clips that I'm going to play you really only scratch the surface. If you like this kind of music, if you like the clips, check out the album. I promise you it will not disappoint you. It is fantastic from start to finish. So this band, uh, you know, like I said, I really don't know that much about them. But what I can tell you is this album cover for Aerial View, I really like it. It's very colorful. It's at sunset or sunrise. I'm going to guess sunset because there's lots of lights out. Um, if it was sunrise, I would imagine most of these buildings would be dark. So I'm going to say sunset, beautiful sunset in the sky. There's an interesting uh, line, though, on the upper left side of the album cover where it almost looks like there's an extra square or an extra rectangle painted on top of the actual sunset. So there's kind of a dual layer thing going on here. Not sure exactly why, because that really seems to be the only part that does that. Uh, you've got this really uh, bright, bustling city. There's a giant gong on top of one of the buildings for some reason. I don't know why. Um Similar to the name Gamelon, a gamelan is a type of, uh, you know, a brass percussion instrument, but it's not a gong. So I'm not sure where where they were going with that. Um, very strange. But it's it's a beautifully done digital photo of the city. And uh, it's it's not even like a full above shot. It's kind of from the side, like you could even probably be on the roof of one of these buildings and get this picture from this angle. So aerial view, you know, you're above, you're looking at it from above. So I guess that would be considered aerial, but it's a cool cover. I, I really dig it. How it relates to the music, um, I, it doesn't. I mean, there's nothing about a city that's going, going to relate to music unless, and it's all instrumental, by the way. So unless there's something about one of the songs that, you know, this guy was thinking about this city, but he called it aerial view instead of bright city at night or something like that. Um, so, but that wouldn't mean anything to the listener really, because we don't know that story. So that being the case, 
uh, all we have is just, okay, this is what they chose to represent the album. It definitely pops. You know, if I were to see this on a shelf, I would go, the hell is this? This is interesting. Let's, let's check it out. Um, so that's uh, really about all I can say about the cover. I like the font, though. Uh, I know I've seen something similar to it before, but I can't think of where or what it is. But it's, it's a cool font that says Gamelon. And then Aerial View is just, you know, typical, simple block lettering. Let's do a cool band logo with a, you know, just plain album title. Um, very common. But uh, it's, it's an album that I definitely enjoy. And so we're going to get into the first song right now. Here it is. So right off the bat, you hear a good poppy snare, a nice punchy kick drum. You hear really clean guitars. You can really hear the detail in that picking. The bass is cutting through really nicely. In fact, I really love the opening to this. Uh, The opening is a little bit long, so I let it play into the song a little bit more than I normally would. But uh, what I really like is where the accents are because they're very oddly timed. And so if you follow the bass guitar, you can hear that uh, pretty prominently. But it's a a cool song. It goes... um, just into this very crazy guitar solo. And um, it's it really gives a great example for what the album is that you're about to hear. I think the long intro doesn't bother me that much. Uh, I think they could have gotten there a little bit faster, but, you know, it's a, it's a good long song at uh, a little over four minutes. Uh, I'm sorry, four and a half minutes. So, you know, a, a little bit of a lead up isn't too bad, especially because it's introducing the album. We don't have any vocals, so we don't have to worry about getting to the verse as quickly as possible. Um, the song's a lot of soloing on guitar. So uh, it's definitely one to listen to. I enjoy it a lot. It really sets the tone for, you know, getting into the album. So uh, that first one, by the way, I think I forgot to mention the name is called Beat the Heat. The second song on the album is called Lena. I'm assuming that's a woman's name. This is a perfect example of what this album is to me. It's mostly a lot of guitar soloing with a really great musical backing. And that's fine. You know, that's that's what it is. There are some good technical parts on the album. This one's a pretty straightforward song. You know, the, the music does change. We do get into a snare drum at some point, um, but it's pretty straightforward. You know, the music is really just opening the 
the canvas so that the guitar player can come through and paint their picture while filling in all the border and stuff so that they have, you know, like a nice thing to surround whatever it is that they're going to draw. The weirdest analogy I've ever given, but very, very cool song. And it's it's nice, you know, we have a, a good, solid, strong opener. Then we dial it back just a little bit. Like so many, you know, so many albums have that formula. Either you, you uh, start a little mellow and build as the album goes, or you come out of the gate hard. Then the second or third song, you're kind of reining it back a little bit and saying, okay, everybody settle down now. We're going gonna to bring it down and get into the rest of the album. So, you know, there's all kinds of ways that it can be done. But in this one, they chose to drop back a little bit for the second song. Still very powerful. You know, it's uh, a little more mellow, but it's, um, you know, it's it's got its points. And the guitar soloing on this album, by the way, is fantastic. You're talking some really, really talented players. Who they are, I don't know, but they're talented. There's that. So that brings us to song three, which is The Lost Ghost. This is the one that my band uh, with Greg did a cover of for a while. Now, when I said that the band was basically there backing the guitar solos for the album, that does not mean that they're just laying back and playing simple stuff. A lot of the stuff is really intense. Um, the timing of it is very interesting where the accents are. Listen to the bass line on the song. It's, it's really kick-ass. And it's not something that is just, you know, a music bed for the guitar solos. Like, they're playing some really cool stuff, some very intricate rhythms, uh, intricate patterns, interesting accent timing. Uh, really, really cool stuff to back up the guitars. It's not just, you know, like a a ballad or anything like that, where the music is very simple uh, to let the singer and then the guitar player shine through. Not at all. I mean, this is all like top, top notch players playing top notch music, very creative, really energetic. Uh, This is this was a really fun song to play. I can say as a drummer, it's got a great beat to it. It's a little bit different from a normal beat, you know, where that that kick comes in after the snare and uh, a little bit of a lift on the hi-hat, not anything major, but it does make for some very challenging playing if you're going to be a precision player, you know, making it sound the same every time. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun though. Absolutely a lot of fun. And um, the next song on the album is called The Rift.
And I really love that. The bass line, the drums, such precision playing, but the feeling, the mood over top of it, like those drums could signify a much more, uh, I don't want to say lively, I don't really even want to say more up-tempo, but just a more boisterous sound, I guess. But yet the drums are just backing this perfectly. They're energetic in and of themselves, but it's not like a fast or hard driving song. I guess that's really what I'm getting at. And uh, just a very good feeling on on the guitars. Um, but the bass riff is is really cool during this. And that really makes the song for me. There's a point later on where it stands out a little bit more. And um, it's a really nice journey to take. All the songs on this album are a really nice journey to take. And speaking of taking a journey, this next song is going to bring us back in time to 1969. another journey that's just so well worth taking. You know, these songs seem like they're, well, I mean, you guys are just listening to the clips, but when you listen to the full song, they really don't seem as long as they are. I'm looking at the time listed per track and some of them are really surprising to me because they really just take me out of everything. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know there's a world that exists around me when I'm listening to this album. So probably not a good one for the car. at least not while you're while you're actually in motion. But there's just something about this music that it just carries me away every time. And I really love that every single song. Uh, this one is another one where you've got just a great rhythm section and you're backing these guitar parts that are just really emotive for this kind of music. Um, you know, they're not a jazz fusion band like Chick Corea, where sometimes they can be very, very busy and crazy. Uh, more often, I would say, than these guys do, at least on this album. But uh, definitely some some great music and some stuff that you can just, you can just let it take you away from all the problems of the world. And I think that's pretty magical for an album like this. So that brings us to uh, song number six, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I'm sure, actually, I'm sure I am. It is Bleecker Street, B-L-E-E-K-E-R. And of course, no idea what that relates to, but who cares? It's all about how the song sounds. And here it is. the songs are so consistent on the album, I feel like I'm just repeating the same descriptive words over and over, but they really fit every song. You know, this has a a really cool groove to it. I like that feeling on the guitars. It's not really a, just like a straight four, four, it kind of just changes in there and, and 
gives you something a little unexpected and then you get used to it and uh, you get into that groove. But that's another thing that's really magical about this band is that they play this stuff so effortlessly and it's it's very enjoyable. So this is another one that has some really good solo work in it. Um, it's a pretty straightforward, when I say straightforward, I mean straightforward for what they're doing, not straightforward like it's going to be a you know a typical 4-4 four, four rock song or rock ballad or anything like that. I mean, their patterns are intricate and stuff. It's a pretty typical song for them to have, you know, the the backing be so interlaced and so perfect. And then, you know, just doing the solos and stuff over the top. But it's a lot of fun. And another one, um, I would highly recommend listening to the full song. If you're digging the clips, seriously, guys, just go check out the, the whole album. It's It's really worth it. But for those of you who are still undecided, here is Large March. really love about this song being at a slower tempo is that you can really feel all the notes that are being played. You know, when you've got a lot of fast picking or, you know, quick flashy guitar solos, and I wouldn't even say that these are flashy, but, you know, just that style of, of playing, there's so much that you hear it and, and you get it, but you don't really feel it. Like, I feel like this one, you know, you can really feel every bend of the string, every phrasing every note every chord and you don't get that with songs that are more up-tempo because they just you know there's just too many things happening the guitar solos are faster there's a lot more notes that are played in a shorter amount of time but this one man you can just get into it and it reminds me you know if i were to have to compare like a rock equivalent song i would say um animal magnetism by the scorpions on the album animal magnetism it's just like the perfect song to really feel every single bit of music. And I love that. Maybe there's just something magical about that area of in the, in the tempo range, but I think it has a lot to do with the style, the way that they're playing. Um, it's, it's something that I would just say, close your eyes and let the music take you away. That's the best advice that I can give for a song like that. I do love the, the intro, although it just it doesn't really seem to fit the rest of the song. So I'm not really sure where that came from. It's cool, but what I like about it is how tight that snare is, how poppy it is, how you you get every every little nuance when your head is is that tight on the snare top. So it's a really cool song, and uh, it's it's a really nice journey to take. But at some point, you know, you got to pick things up again because this is a really you know not an aggressive album, but an active one, I would say. And that brings us to UFO.
So this is another song that has really good complex rhythms underneath of really well-fashioned guitar playing. And uh, I, I think this would have been a great album opener, actually. I mean, I think they picked the, the one that they picked was fine. But I think this also could have been a great album opener. And there's some really fun percussion in here, which uh, really is going to lead us into uh, what we hear in the next song, because there's a whole thing that, that uh, we'll get into in that one. But uh, for me, yeah, this is just another one that has a, a riff that makes you pay attention to it. It's hypnotic. And it's just fun. And it's in that right range of tones, you know, on, on the scale that are just, they're not too high. They're not too low. They're like right in the pocket of where you want to be paying attention to and what's going to just draw you in very well crafted, all of these songs. And, um, yeah, I, I hate that I'm using the same adjectives so much, but honestly, like the songs are so similar in structure and, and the way that they're designed. It's really just the sound of the band. So, you know, while the patterns and everything are different from song to song, the setup for them is kind of the same. Um, so that's that's how they chose it. But each song is, is an individual for sure. And one, you know, each one of them I, I highly enjoy. But my favorite is probably this one. It is called Aerial View, the title track of the album. I'm just going to play you a little bit of it here. As a drummer, how can I not love a beat like that? I mean, it is so intricate, so precise, so interesting, really different from anything that you typically hear. And I absolutely love it. That draws me in. But the guitars, you know, the guitar parts are great. The bass, just building that bridge between the two. It's really following the drums, but it's also helping the melody along. Just so powerful. How can I not love every bit of that? You know, it was a, a nice drawn out intro. I think this was a good song to have a, a more drawn out intro on. And then just that snare roll going into the the song and letting the guitar players do their thing. This one's going to be a little bit of a reverse of what we heard, though, because it's actually the drums that really get the focus in this song. Um, yes, we have some guitar solos, of course, but there's a whole section where the drums are what really shine. And I'm going to play a little bit of that right here.
See, I, I love how the bass and the guitars, they just, they lay back. They just play the little bit of a melodic rhythm there to kind of keep everything in perspective. But they're, they're very happy to just let their drummer do their thing. And so he does this percussion stuff for a little bit. And then he, uh, you know, gets back on the drums and uh, it, the whole thing culminates in like this big double bass part that's really powerful. But there are so many great moments in this song. There's another section that I want to play, actually, uh, that comes before this. But I was thinking about it while I was setting that last clip up. And uh, I really want to play this part for you, too, because it's another one of my favorite parts of the song. So unlike the last section where the bass and the guitars were laying back and letting the drums shine, here the bass and the drums are laying back, letting the guitar shine. And it's a really nice trade-off, which is very common in, in jazz. And uh, I think I've talked about that before, even when I've gone to see live jazz, which is really mostly improv. And it's so fascinating to watch because everybody knows that they're there to support everyone else and they'll get their time to shine. So they don't have to fight for anything. You know, they all work together. It's a very harmonious, excuse the pun, but it's a very harmonious environment. And so, you know, I don't mind backing up the band for a while because I know I'm going to get my time to shine on my instrument in the song. And that's really cool. I think that's what brings out the best in people is because it, you can trust everybody to just do their thing. And when it's your time, they're going to back you. When it's their time, you're going to back them. And you have that camaraderie, which allows really good music to be created, you know, right before your eyes. It's hard to do that in other genres where you don't have that luxury or everybody's playing to precision of a riff or something specific like that. A lot of times a piano player will just start a song, let everybody know what keys in, everybody else jumps in. Then, you know, the piano guy will take his solo, he'll nod to the bass player, the bass player will nod to the saxophonist. And each time they're just, you know, that's their cue that they're next to take a solo. And so it's just a lot of naturally fun music. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of listening to jazz records at home. It's really like this band and some Chick Corea, Spyro Gyra. That's maybe some Dream Theater would probably be included in that, I would say. But it's it's not generally like I, I'm never like, oh, my God, I really want to hear some jazz fusion, you know. But when I do listen to it, that's one thing that I really enjoy about it. And that's one thing about seeing it live with some really good players that it it just is magic being created before your eyes just because they're all comfortable. You know, it's a safe environment to just kind of do what you're going to do. So, uh, yeah, this is a really good song. I, I would say my favorite on the album, Aerial View, the song Aerial View. And so, you know, now we're going to hit the last track on the album, which kind of makes me sad because I'm having so much fun listening to these. Um, it's called Relapse.
Yeah, to me, this is just rhythmic and melodic heaven. I absolutely love it. I love how it changes, you know, when the drums uh, come in from the, from the snare drum and you actually get a beat. Um, it's just, it just flows so beautifully, you know, it's just so well-crafted. And this is the kind of song that I really just love to lay back, put the headphones on, close my eyes and just listen to the music, be able to shut out the rest of the world. And the whole album really does this, but these kind of, you know, melodic rhythms really just draw me in every time. Uh, but it's a fun song. It's a great way to end the album. It started out powerful. It ends kind of mellow, but that's okay. Because if you just put it on repeat, you're back to the power again. Very great song. Um, one I would, again, you know, just just recommend checking out and just let your mind drift. You know, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just enjoy the the, the flow of sounds in the song. Um, but that's going to do it for the album already. Wow, it just feels like I just started talking about it. But it's a it's a great album. If like I said, if you're enjoying the clips, go check it out. Now it is only available in uh, in very few spots. So check the show notes. I've got links to where you can find it. I would imagine it might be available like on eBay or Discogs as well. But that's going to be hit and miss. It is available on Amazon, I believe it was, and not iTunes. So uh, there's the link for it, and I'm sure there's probably some other places you can find it if you just Google search. But yeah, check it out, guys. It's it's a really good album. If Like I said, if you're liking these clips at all, you'll probably like the album. So I really appreciate you guys hanging in there, those that did, and going over this album with me. Uh, maybe you found a new band to enjoy. I don't know. I know this is not their only album. This is the only one I've heard so far. And, um, you know, might have to dig into another one at some point. So thanks, guys, for joining me. I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. Cheers.